Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from the Kota Sichas, Chelik Yud, Parsha Snoyach, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is the Chazal learned from this week's Parsha about being careful with one speech. And we can also learn from this week's Parsha to be careful with what one looks at. And there are five parts in the sicha. The rebel number one, ask a question. And what we said that we learn about being careful about what one looks at. Number two, present the teaching from the Baal Shem Tov and ask two questions on it. Number three, present the original teaching of Chazal about being careful with one's speech and ask two questions on it. Number four, answer all the questions. And number five, present the Hira that we learn from this. In regards to what it says in our parasha, Min Abehima so Chazal said in the Gemara of Psachim, al adam A person should never let out a davar meguna, something coarse, something not nice, from his mouth. Because we see that the Torah wrote an extra eight letters rather than say something meguna. Shenemar, like it says in the pasuk, and Rashi explains that this is the reason for the lengthiness and the wording of the pasuk by saying which is thirteen letters, instead of saying in short which is five letters, so it's an extra eight letters to teach you that a person should use a loshin and just like there is a hero in our parsha regarding being careful with speech, so similarly we can learn a hero from our parsha regarding being careful with what a person looks at. Like we see that shame and yafas were extremely careful not to see ervas avim. Like the pasuk says in the story where Noach became drunk, they walked backwards when they learned that their father was uncovered, undressed. Ufneim achiranis, and their faces were backwards. The ervas avim and did not see the erva of their father, and the reward for this emphasizes its greatness and value. Like it says in the pasuk, the reward Baruch Hashem alikei sheim v'yichnan gamer and yafta alikim liyafes v'yishkin baldei sheim gamer. However, in this story, there's something we need to understand. After the Pasuk says that they walked in a way of Ufneim Achiranis, that their faces were backwards, so it's understood that the Ervis Avim, Leiro, obviously if their faces were backwards, they did not see the Erva of their father. So what do the words the Ervis Avim, Leiro, add? Why does the Pasuk have to say those extra words? What are they adding? We must say that the Pasuk is being Mechadish, a special quality in the behavior of Shemin Yafas. In addition to Vayelchu Acharanis and Ufneim Acharanis, there's another thing in their behavior, which is Ve'ervas Avim Loiro'u. So there's another thing over here that the Torah is telling us about that we wouldn't know from the words Ufneim Acharanis. And the question is, what is this additional thing? So this will be understood by first explaining the teaching of the Baal Shem Tev, that when a person sees something bad in their fellow, so this is a proof that they have something similar to this bad thing as well inside of themselves. Just like when looking in a mirror, that when a person looks in a mirror, if their face is clean, then they won't see in the mirror, they won't see in the reflection anything, any dirt. But if a person sees some dirt or a stain in the mirror, so the only reason for that is because their face is dirty or they have a stain. And so to hear when a person sees something negative in their fellow, it's because they have that negative in themselves. 
And the question is, what's the proof that seeing bad in another person is a reflection of a person's own bad? Why can it be that in truth the bad thing is only in one's fellow and the person seeing the bad doesn't have it in themselves? Why do we have to say that the person seeing it also has it? And the explanation is, everything that happens is Ashkacha Pratis. And so too in this event, when a person sees something bad in another person, it's not Chas by chance, but rather something that was arranged from above. And since there's nothing that Hashem created that has no purpose, so we can't say that it was arranged that a person should see something bad in another person for no reason. But rather it must have a hero, it must have a lesson. And that is that the person has the negative has that negative thing and must fix it. And the reason the Hayra has to be in an indirect way through seeing it in someone else is because a person's love covers over their, their faults and especially if it's self-love that definitely covers over a person's faults. And the rule is that a person could see all flaws except for their own flaws. And so the way to bring about that a person should become aware of their negative qualities and their weaknesses and the bad things that they have is through this that it's arranged that they should see it in someone else. And when a person then sees it in someone else and notices and pays attention to the negativity that's there, it makes the person reflect on them in themselves about what where they are and what they have. And when a person contemplates properly and honestly about where they're holding, then they'll come to the realization that what they're seeing in another person is really in themselves. And that's the other ex- explanation or the other interpretation of the teaching. It's read as follows that that all of the faults, all of the nagayim that a person sees outside of themselves, it's from their own faults, it's from their own weaknesses. However, we can still ask on this teaching of the Baal Shem Tev, that the job of a Yid is not just to elevate and uplift themselves, but rather also to influence one's fellow. Like it says, A person has to work to correct and help their fellow, even a thousand times. If so, who says that the purpose from above, Milmaila, and seeing the bad in another, is that a person should see their own bad? Maybe it's as it looks simply. They're seeing it in the other is in order to correct it. More so, as we spoke many times, Yidin aren't an intermediate or a vehicle that through them the Kavana al-Yayna is fulfilled in something else. Meaning that we should say that the Kavana al-Yayna is found in something outside of Yidin, like we do say about all other matters of creation, including the Eilam al the higher worlds. That's not true. But rather, Yidin themselves are the Tachlis HaKavana. And just like this is true regarding Yidin in general, it's also true regarding each and every Yid. And so too here, we can't say in the Avedah of every person that when a person sees something in another Yid, it's for themselves, without any benefit to the other person, because then that other person is just an intermediate and a vehicle for the other Yid, and they don't have a purpose in them themselves in this case. And since that's the case, that we must say that it's also to benefit the Yid that it was seen in, this negative thing, so we have to say that it's for them as well, and they're not just an intermediate and a vehicle for someone else. So how can we prove that this that someone sees bad in another person, it's only like looking in a mirror and from Lamaila, from above, they're showing the person the bad that's in themselves. 
Maybe it's only for the purpose of trying to help the other Yid. In order to understand this, we need to first preface and explain something which isn't understood in the Hemshech, in the continuation to the teaching of the Gemara that we mentioned at the beginning of the Sikha of La'olam al-Yaitzi Adam Davr Megunam Epiv, a person should never say something crude or coarse. Shanamar, like it says in the Pasuk, Asher Tahira, and it doesn't say After this, the Gemara then teaches a similar idea. The Gemara teaches La'olam Yisaper Adam Belashen Nekiah. A person should always speak in a clean way. When speaking about a Zav, the Torah says, And when speaking about a Zava, the Torah says, It doesn't use the word, And we learn from there to always speak, The Torah is not going to use the word, By a woman, because Rechavis means that a person's feet are spread apart, which isn't a Lashonikia by a woman. And the Gemara continues and asks on this teaching from three places where it says Merkav by a woman. And after answering these three questions, the Gemara asks about the previous teaching of La'olam Ayyitsi Adam Davram Agunim Epiv. And the Gemara asks, Uveraisa mi like Siv Tame. And then the Torah doesn't it say the word Tame? Because we pointed it out, pointed out that it says mina behema ashari nana and not mina behema hatmeya. And the question is, this isn't understood at all. The word tummy is written in the Torah over one hundred times, and if so, that it's written over a hundred times, the Gemara should have first asked about the word tummy, which appears so many times, and afterwards the Gemara should have asked from Merkav by a woman, which only appears a few times. We also have to understand what's the intent of the Gemara by saying and doesn't it say Tomei in the Torah? It says it in a wonder, like doesn't it say it? As if there's some Chiddush in saying that the word Tomei appears in the Torah. It's said in such a manner like doesn't it say? As if there's a possibility to say no, it doesn't. It's saying it in a wonder that there's some sort of Chiddush in this that the Torah uses the word Tomei. Where we just said that it's written over 100 times, and it would have fit better to say something like, but in the Torah, it does say Tomei. The explanation in this is as follows When we're discussing a matter where there's a psak halacha, so then the psak has to, be, has to be said in the clearest way, even if the lashon is a davar maguna. And the reason for this is in order that the halacha should be completely clear. And according to this, it's understood why the Torah usually uses the word Tame. Even though, according to the Maskana of the Gemara, according to the Maharsha, speaking Balash and Ketzara, when it's Maguna, isn't any better than speaking Balash and Nakia when it's longer. They're equal, it's equal in the Maskana of the Gemara, whether the Lashon is short, but Davar Maguna, or whether it's Nakia, but long. Still, the Torah usually uses the word tummy, even though both approaches are equal, according to the Marsha. Because only in the stories of the Torah is it an option to write about Tumah in a way of Ikimakasav. So therefore, most of the Torah is talking about a Psakdin. So then, the Torah will always go with the clearest, but is speaking in a clear way, which is using the word tummy. And in the stories of the Torah, so we don't find Lashon Arech any less than Lashon Katsar Umeguneh. 
So what we're basically saying over here is two things. Number one is the idea. The idea is that when it comes to a psak halacha, so that's not part of our discussion here. By a psak halacha, it has to be said in the clearest way so that it's completely clear, and that's by using the word tummy. And what comes out is, therefore, that the over a hundred times where it says in the Torah, the word tummy doesn't relate to our discussion. The discussion here in the Gemara is specifically about the stories in the Torah. So it's not any longer a question about the word tummy appearing over a hundred times because we're not referring to those many times. Those are talking about a psaq halacha. However, in those majority of instances which are a psaq halacha, so then the Torah misused the word tummy because halacha must be said in a completely clear way. So we're not talking about a psaq halacha. And according to this, we can understand what the Gemara originally thinks that the Torah speaks Belashen Nikia even when it's more words even though the word tummy appears so many times because in most of those places the word tummy is said in regards to a psak halacha so that's why the Gemara originally understands that the Torah will always speak Belosh and Nikiah, even when it's more words despite the fact that the word tummy appears so many times because those word times that it appears the word tummy appears is by a psak halacha we're not talking about when it's a psak halacha and so in the question of Uveraisa Milaik Siv it's not talking about does it ever say Tomei at all, including where there's a Psaq Halacha. The intent is to ask, do we not find the word Tomei in the Torah in a story where it can be written differently? But it is found, the Gemara is therefore asking, but it is found a select few times. And so now we can understand the wording in the question, Uveraisa Milaik Siv Does it not say Tomei? Our question was, what do you mean? It says it so many times. We're not referring to those so many times. We're talking about only in stories. And then it actually does not appear so many times. And that's why it's written in this manner. Is it not say Tommy? Like it's not something, because it's not something which is found that often. And that's also why it's not a better question than the one on Merkov. And that's why the Gemara can ask it after, after it asks the question about Merkov. According to this, we can now answer an earlier question that we asked on the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. We asked that maybe and certainly when a person sees something negative in another person, in another Yid, since a Yid is never an intermediate for something else, so it has to be that it's in order to help the other Yid. So if that's the case, that when a person sees something negative in another Yid, it's to help them, then who says that it also indicates that the person who sees it has this negative thing in themselves? So based on what we said till now, we can answer this. Because even though when it comes to a psaq halacha, it must be said in a clear way that tomehu, nevertheless, when the discussion of the tumah isn't in regards to a psaq halacha about the tumah, so then one must hold back from saying a davar maguna since it's part of the section of the story of halacha. Meaning, even if it's being said in the context of a halacha, but the halacha is not about the person being tummy, but rather something in halacha about this person that's already tummy, so then we don't say the Dover Maguna, we don't say tummy who, because we're not teaching over here the psak halacha of the person being tummy. It's a psak halacha about this person who is tummy, something that relates to them. So if that's the case, now it's a story part of the halacha. And a proof to this is from the tzivui of We hear we have something related to halacha, that this person has to be, has to go out of the machana. But since the halacha is not that the person is tummy, we're just talking about this person that's tummy. So the Torah says, So in the story part of halacha, even there, 
we don't use a Dover Meguna. And just like this is what we say by speech, it's also this way by seeing. So when a person sees or hears that another Yid did something inappropriate, the obligation is to see the Halacha Lamaisa of it. When there's something negative, it only relates to the Halacha Lamaisa, which is to help the other person correct and fix what was done wrong. At the very least, this must be the main thing that the person sees. However, if a person mostly sees the negative in the other person, and they also maybe notice that they have to help them, but their main feeling and the main thing that they see and hear is the negative, so this proves that they themselves have this negative. In other words, since Hashem doesn't create anything for nothing, that doesn't have a purpose, so there are two things here to learn from. Because there are two things happening here. Number one, the person is seeing something negative in the other person. From there, a person has to learn to correct and help the other person fix themselves. And there's another thing that's happening here. That this person is mostly and primarily seeing the negative. They're not mostly seeing the Allah Lamaisa that somebody else needs help. They're seeing the other person that has something negative, And they're mostly feeling that they see something negative in the other person. So that also has to have a message and a purpose. And there the message and purpose is to tell the person that they have this negative thing in themselves. So there are two things that are happening here, and from each of them the person has to learn something from. The first thing that's happening is the person seeing something negative in someone else, and that me- the message over there is that they should help the other person. And the other thing is that they're mostly feeling and seeing and noticing and focusing that there's a negative thing in the other person, not that they're something to fix. And from, and from there the message is that this person who's seeing this has that negative thing inside of themselves as well. And with this, it will be understood, it will be able to answer our first question. What the Pasuk is adding by saying, They didn't see the erva of their father, even though it's seemingly understood that they didn't see the erva from what it says before in the Pnei Macharanis. The intent with this is to emphasize that not only didn't they see erva Savim in a physical sense because of Pnei Macharanis, so they didn't see it, but rather more so, that they didn't see and feel I didn't notice and didn't focus and even even pay attention to the fact that this was a matter of erva and something lacking in their father. Upnei Macharanis was that they physically didn't see it. The erva Savim Leiro is saying that their focus and their and their noticing wasn't the fact that something was bad with their father. All they notice is that there's something to fix. Their feelings were fully focused on what they needed to do, which was to cover their father, and they didn't at all notice and 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 see it as a negative thing. They saw it and noticed it as something that has to be fixed and taken care of. And with this, it'll also be understood why Shem and Yefes were different than their third brother, Cham. They, Shem and Yefes, didn't see the negative. But Cham, it says, he did see the negative. And this is because of their difference in who they were and the difference of their levels. Cham, it says, who Avi Knan. Why is he Avi Knan? Because he has bad in himself. Just that in him... It was Dir Bedakas in a much more subtle state than it was in Canaan. Because Cham is the Chamimus from the Kava Smel. And therefore he saw the negative that's connected to that Chamimus, the negative that came out in his father. Even though in him, in Cham, it was more Bedakas than what he saw, but still he had it inside himself, of himself. Whereas Shem and Yefes are from the Kava Yamin and Kava Mtsai. And so this type of negativity doesn't exist by them, and not even in any state of Bedakas. Not Badakas and not Badakas Dadakas. And so they didn't see it and they only saw what they needed to fix and work on since they didn't have that negativity in themselves on any level and in any way. 
And this is the hira to each and every one of us. When a person hears or sees something not good in another yid, so besides for the fact that it's also to tell to others, unlike Cham, who not only saw the negative, but also told it over to others, but even more so, a person shouldn't even think about the negative in the other person. A person must think what they can do to help the other person to correct what they did, and at the same time to do whatever is possible not to see and notice and focus on the negative, and not even while they are involved in correcting it. And when a person behaves in this way of shame and yefes, so then we merit the promise of the Torah that Baruch Hashem Elikei Shem V'Knan V'Gamer, and also Yafta Elikim L'Yefes, but V'Yishken Baal Shem V'Gamer, that we merit to be Kalim for Torah, which the cleave for Torah is Shalim, until we merit the Ashras Ashchina, which is Baal Shem with the building of the third base of Mikdash through Achdos V'Avas Yisrael and Bekar of Mamash.